Hello, hello, and welcome to the Six Figure Flower Farming Podcast. This is episode number one, and I am so thrilled that you are here. My name is Jenny Marks, and I own a small farm in upstate New York called Trademarks Flower Farm, where I grow specialty cut flowers on less than one acre. I farm full-time and specialize in growing ranunculus and dahlias, and I also own a business called Trademark Farmer, where I teach small-scale flower growers essential business skills necessary to build a super successful flower farm. I teach skills like number crunching, marketing, sales, and efficiency. So I am going to use this first episode as an opportunity to explain why this podcast and my online course is called Six Figure Flower Farming, explain what I feel is the earning potential for small-scale farmers, like how much money you can make from flower farming, and let you get to know me a little bit. But before we start, I want to emphasize the fact that even though this podcast is called Six Figure Flower Farming, it's truly for anyone who wants to earn a profit from their farm, simplify or streamline, find work-life balance, and generally just live a more peaceful and productive life regardless if you want to earn $100,000 in revenue on your farm or not. I know this, you know this, running a flower farm is really, really hard work, and avoiding overwhelm and burnout can be tough. I personally have found an amazing balance while achieving financial security for myself after years and years of trial and error, and my goal is to help as many other flower farmers find that as possible. I really believe that generally talking about the earning potential of a small-scale farm is really important to discuss and share, and it's not something that people talk about very often. I know that money is a pretty taboo topic, but it's really important. If financial security is important to you, which it is super important to me, then it's a topic that we need to talk about more. It needs more attention, in my opinion. You know, a lot of people start flower farms because they want to do work that brings them passion and fulfillment, and of course we want that, but there is also this financial piece to it as well. Financial security was super important to me when I started my business, and it still is now, and you can start a flower farm because you love the work, but if it doesn't provide you with financial security and you want it to be more than just a hobby, you'll probably end up resenting it and probably not sticking with it if you don't prioritize that financial piece of it. You know, we've all heard that statistic that most small businesses fail within the first five years. And I know that's true in flower farming. But I think the reason is because people jump in thinking it's just going to be all about the flowers, and then they get faced with this rude awakening that they're actually jumping into entrepreneurship too, and they've sort of forgotten about the business and the financial side of things. It's a key piece when you're building a business, but for some reason, it's just not talked about that much, probably because it's just like not as sexy when you're looking at fields of snapdragons or dahlias or whatever. But that's why I talk about it and share a lot about that business side of flower farming through Trademark Farmer and here on this podcast. So whether you have a flower farm as a startup, a side hustle, or you already have a full-time farm, if any of what I just said aligns with you about having financial security and work-life balance and peace, then you are in the right place here. And now I don't really want to just talk about myself right now for this podcast, 
But I do think it's very valuable to hear other successful flower farmers' stories, you know, where they came from, how they got to where they are now, or at least that was super helpful for me when I started my farm. In fact, it was other people, um, one person in particular, that inspired me to start my farm and to keep going, which I'll talk about in a second. When you are starting a flower farm or when you are in the thick of building one and getting it off the ground, it can be really isolating and you're probably wondering if what you're experiencing is normal or if what you're experiencing is what other people experience too. And so I hope that me sharing my story today will help you with some of that. So here goes. First of all, I grew up immersed in agriculture. I started the farm I have now in about 2015, 2016, but I have farmed for my whole entire life. My parents were hobby farmers, and my dad was a herdsman for a dairy farm, and I spent my childhood going to work with my dad milking cows. I threw hay bales every summer. I started tomatoes in a greenhouse that my parents would sell in the springtime. And then we also had a fall farm stand that we would grow and sell pumpkins, gourds, corn stalks, straw bales, like fall things like that. So I have been involved in some kind of farming and agriculture since I was born. I went to school for agriculture, um, and all the jobs I had after college were related to agriculture in some way. So I have a lot of experience farming. However, I did not have any experience whatsoever with flowers. Like when I started flower farming, I didn't even know what a Cosmo was. That's like how clueless I was. But after college, before I worked for a bunch of government agriculture agencies, I found myself working on a veggie farm that grew vegetables for a CSA program. And if you don't know what that is, it's basically a subscription program and CSA stands for Community Supported Agriculture. And I worked here for several years, and I really, really loved the work. Um, I had always loved farming, and so naturally, I I really enjoyed it. It was sort of like an in-between job because I couldn't find a, quote, real job right out of college. Um, I was not planning on doing that for the rest of my life. But I just really loved working with my hands. I loved starting the seeds and transplanting and harvesting and packing the CSA boxes All of that type of work is very meditative to me, and I suspect if you're listening to this, you can connect to what I'm saying here. There's something very visceral and instinctive that's ingrained in us as like humankind for that kind of work. It's very purposeful, it's very rewarding, and even though it can be sort of difficult physically, and of course we're always problem solving as farmers, but That type of work where you're working with your hands and you're moving along throughout the day, completing tasks, and when you can look back and see the actual work that you've done, it's just so incredibly rewarding. And I remember I would always sleep so well every night after working on this vegetable farm. Um, I felt this huge sense of accomplishment every day when I left work, and I was just really invigorated yet tired in a good way. Um, which is something I did not feel in jobs I had afterwards. After I worked on that veggie farm, I worked for a bunch of government agriculture agencies like USDA and um, like State Department of Agriculture places where I basically just sat in a cubicle and typed on a computer all day. And I did not find any real sense of fulfillment 
or reward or even personal or professional growth with that. And it really bothered me. I am someone who really needs to feel like I'm growing and like I'm doing something important for me to feel good about myself. And so I learned the hard way that, you know, I didn't love working in an office or in a cubicle and I was kind of stuck there. But around this time, I discovered another farmer. His name is Jean-Martin Fortier in Canada and everybody calls him JM. So JM wrote this amazing book. If you haven't read it, I highly recommend it. It's called The Market Gardener. And uh, I picked up this book and read it, and I was just completely floored because he was talking about how he was earning over $100,000 a year on a one-acre vegetable farm. Like, what? (laughs) It really caught my attention, as it does. You know, everyone else I knew that was a farmer seemed to be barely scraping by, really, really, really struggling. Um, my whole life seeing other farmers, that was like the idea of the farmer. Like they loved what they did. They loved their lives, but they were sort of like enslaved to that system that they were stuck in and just were always struggling and not really ever financially thriving. So this guy, J.M. Fortier, was earning six figures growing vegetables <laughs> So basically, he was growing veggies for a farmer's market and a CSA, selling direct to consumer. For a lot of farms, which a lot of people might not know this, but most farms you think of like livestock or dairy farms, grain and cash crops or whatever, they're growing commodities and they don't often have control over the prices that they can get for their product. Whereas with it, JM Fortier and with the little veggie farm that I worked on, they were charging the prices that they needed to get by selling direct to the end consumer. And this guy was earning over six figures at about a 50% profit margin. So profiting about $50,000 a year, which at the time was way, way, way more money than I was earning. I think I was getting paid like $9 an hour or something like that when I worked on the veggie farm. And then when I worked for these government agencies, um, at least when I was working for USDA, I was making like $36,000 a year. So I was like, you can make more money working on a farm, working outside, doing work that I loved. Like I was just, my mind was blown. So suddenly my whole world opened up to this idea of small scale farming. And I had never really heard of this before. You know, all the farms I knew of were pretty small in my opinion, but they were all like a few hundred acres or even my own very small family farm was about 65 acres. I was fascinated by this idea that you could earn a living on a one acre flower farm. Like most families live on a house that has like an acre. Maybe not most people, but a lot of people. And so this concept was completely new to me and I really fell into this obsession with learning everything I could about it. Turns out it's often called market gardening. So some of you who are listening have probably heard of this, um, but if not, that's usually what it's called. It's like you have a big garden, basically, that you're farming. So that story of J.M. Fortier and his farm inspired me so much that it led to me starting my own flower farm business. I had actually hated working for most other people. Like I liked my job at the veggie farm, but working for like government agencies and dealing with a lot of bureaucracy and politics and doing things that I didn't feel 
were valuable to myself or the government agency I was working for really weighed on me. And so this idea of being my own boss and being in charge of my own time and the entrepreneur lifestyle really appealed to me at that point in my life. I just had no idea what kind of business I could start or how I could do it until I discovered other farmers doing this. So JM Fortier inspired me to start my farm and keep going. And the keep going part is really key here. I actually started two vegetable farms before my flower farm that barely got off the ground and they both failed. I had also started several other smaller businesses that were in all different kinds of industries. Like I started an art business. I was a nutritionist for a while. I did um, like some fitness stuff and none of those businesses ever really took off. And the reason is because I didn't know anything about running a business or marketing or sales or numbers or anything like that. So, but this guy really inspired me. The fact that I knew someone else was making a good living out there doing what I wanted to do was enough for me to know that I could do it too. You know, for me at the time, someone making $40,000, a year working outside was like a freaking dream, and it still is, and now I am living that dream. So my small farm, which we have never grown more than an acre of flowers, uh, right now we're probably growing around three quarters of an acre of flowers, and we grow very intensively on that three quarters of an acre. Like all of our field beds are about two feet apart. All of our hoop house beds, the aisles are only 18 inches. So we cram a ton of flowers in that space. But I have earned over $200,000 a year selling cut flowers and plants. And we usually operate at about a 50% profit margin. And that is with a full-time paid employee and several part-time helpers. Okay, now I usually take a big chunk of that profit margin and reinvest it back into my business. So I don't pay myself all of that, but I could if I wanted to. <laughs> so we have a flower CSA. We sell through one farmer's market and sell dahlia tubers at the moment. I also know that I could be doing way more of the field work myself and earning a higher profit margin for myself and paying myself more. But in the season of life that I'm in at the moment, it doesn't make sense for me. I am now in the season of my business where I'm working on my farm a lot more than working in my farm. And what I mean by that is instead of being immersed in like the day-to-day tasks, like physically harvesting and packing orders and all that stuff, I've taken on more of an owner and manager role and I'm really enjoying it. I'm enjoying spending a lot more time at home with my family. I had a baby last year and just have been enjoying so much of that time with him. And at this point in my business, I feel that I have really good financial security and amazing work-life balance with my established flower farm. But it wasn't always like this. So yes, I have achieved my vision from the start to be my own boss, to own my flower farm, and to have financial security. I'm truly like living the dream that I had for myself way back when I started my farm. But like I said, it wasn't always like this. So here's the Cliff Notes version of how I got my farm off the ground. You now know that I was inspired by JM Fortier to start my flower farm because I knew that it was possible. And that's my hope with this podcast is if there are any of you out there who are doubting if this is really possible, like I'm here to tell you that it is 100% possible. And I see a lot of 
farmers or flower growers out in the internet space, I should say, that really doubt that this is possible. And they say, you know, everybody who is successful is just like selling courses and they're making money doing something else or they have an off-farm job. And it's not true. There are certainly people out there like that, but I am living proof and I have a million friends that are also living proof that you can earn a living doing this. So that being said, my first couple of years with my flower farm, I made zero money. (laughs) And I also didn't really take it that seriously. I kind of alluded to this before, but I didn't have any business skills. I didn't really consider that for some reason. Like I was growing lots of flowers, but I wasn't selling very many. I had started a flower CSA my first year, and I got one person to sign up for it, who was a friend of mine, of course. (laughs) The next year, I got that one person to come back for the flower CSA again, and one of my friend's moms. So that was like the extent of my sales, plus like a few friends like buying flower bouquets here and there for like birthday parties or gifts or whatever. I had zero marketing skills, zero business skills, and just honestly was like experimenting with growing flowers and seeing what I could do and if this thing was going to take off. But then after a couple of years, I kind of came to like this breaking point in the job that I had off the farm. I was being asked to do some things that really didn't align with my core values and um, it was just this major breaking point for me that I did not want to do it anymore. I made the cold, hard decision to start this flower farm, and I was going to make it work no matter what. And I think that is a pivotal mindset shift that has to happen if you want to have a flower farm that supports you financially. You have to decide that this is what you're going to do. You know, there's no going back. You're going to make this work no matter what. I was going to quit my job at some point to farm full time and be my own boss. And you guys know that I've already accomplished that, but it took a lot for me to get there. So at the time when I made that decision, I applied to a bunch of farmer's markets and I started heavily obsessing over business like marketing and sales and financing. And I ended up luckily getting into a farmer's market and probably got like 15 people signed up for my CSA, which I was like thrilled about. I ended up earning like something like $35,000 that year, which was huge for me. That was more money I had ever made myself ever before. I was barely making that much in my job working for the government. So that was a huge win for me. And I really contribute a lot of my success to learning those business skills and showing up consistently at my farmer's market, no matter what, every single week and putting the effort into learning these business skills. So the next year I ramped up, I obsessed over learning more business stuff. I stayed super, super consistent and I ended up doubling my revenue. And at this point, I had initially taken my own money to buy some seeds and basic supplies. It really wasn't that much at all, honest. I don't know what the number was because I didn't keep track of it for those first couple of years. But at this point, I started really paying attention to that stuff. So from this point onwards, I did not invest any of my own personal money back into the business. I took all of the money that the business made and I reinvested all of it back into the farm. So I was still working my off-farm job And I was just like a weekend warrior. I was working weekends at the flowers market. I was was working weekends at the farmer's market, 
basically working around the clock. While I built my business up on the side, I was still working a full-time job. I'm not going to lie, it was a lot, but I didn't have any extra money to just like quit my job and take that giant leap of faith. We, Me and my husband, at the time, my boyfriend, had just bought our first house, which is where we started our farm. Um, fun fact, we had bought this house when we had only been dating for about three months, and um, my family thought I was crazy. The house had been a foreclosure. It was a total mess, and we basically had to renovate the entire thing to make it livable. So we were dumping all of our time and our energy and our money into renovating it. So it was a lot. Like, I was working my tail off. Um, Then in the third year, I was projecting that I was going to earn over six figures in revenue and decided to take that leap. I quit my job, hired my first part-time help, and I just did the thing. And it was honestly the biggest moment of my life. I had wanted to be my own boss so badly for so long. I can't tell you how good it felt to finally do that. I wasn't paying myself very much still. Like I had replaced my off-farm income, which I was thrilled about. And that's all I really had wanted to accomplish. I replaced my income from my off-farm job. And then the farm continued to grow and I paid myself a little bit more every year. Uh, I still took money from the profits and reinvested it back into the business over the years. So since I started my farm, we've built six high tunnels with the help of the USDA NRCS EQIP program, which is basically a program that helps farmers put up high tunnels for soil conservation. Um, We also built a big barn and a studio for flower processing and workshops and other kinds of things. We built an equipment barn, a propagation greenhouse, expanded our fields, and just, you know, did a lot of infrastructure projects on the farm. But we also implemented But we also implemented a ton of systems, like really efficient systems. So I contribute my success to learning and implementing key business skills and utilizing the power of focus. And what I mean by that is putting my efforts in places that were really moving the needle and always analyzing the results I was getting. From the time I got into that farmer's market, I was constantly looking at the numbers. I tracked all my income, like where it was coming from. I tracked all my expenses and I had put my finger on the pulse of the business probably more than most farmers I've ever even met. I never took out a loan. I never went into debt or got outside help or financing to get my farm off the ground. And this is a big misconception. The the I, the idea that you have to like go into debt or spend a ton of money up front from your personal money to start a business. You don't have to do that. Like you definitely can. Um, I wouldn't advise it unless you have previous experience farming and you absolutely know that you want a career doing it. But you can definitely build up a side hustle like I did to a full-time business without going into debt. It will just require more hard work and some additional sacrifice. J.M. Fortier inspired me to start my farm and to keep going. He showed me that it was possible to earn at least six figures from a small-scale farm and pay yourself a living wage, and that is why this podcast and my online course that I teach are called Six Figure Flower Farming. It's really not about earning six figures. For me, it's very sentimental and very inspirational. 
Six-figure farming is about following your dreams and your aspirations and knowing that usually whatever we truly want is actually possible in some capacity. Jang M provided that inspiration and that hope for me, along with a healthy dose of reality and realistic expectations. And if I can help just one other person accomplish what he did for me, then I know that I'll have fulfilled like some sort of purpose in my life. Let's talk a little bit about that money piece of it, because to me, earning $100,000 from your farm at a 50% profit margin means that it's totally possible to earn a living from a small-scale flower farm. And I think right now we can all earn more than that, at least $150,000 from a one-acre farm, and honestly, even more than that. (laughs) But as far as realistic profit margins go on a small farm, like let's just say a one-acre farm, I think anywhere between a 25 to 65% profit margin is common, and that range depends on so many factors. It depends on your financial management skills, so like forecasting your sales, um, making a budget, and sticking to it. It also depends on if you have outside hired labor. Um, It depends on your sales outlets, your location, and your market, your farming techniques, and just your personality and your unique situation. Every farm is as unique as the person who runs it. And you'll probably hear me say that a hundred more times because I say it all the time. And I think everyone's situation is so unique that we can't make blanket statements. We can't do one size fits all. I don't think that works with flower farming because every small farm does things in their own unique way. However, I think generally talking about the earning potential of small-scale farming is important to discuss and share. And money, like I said before, it's usually a pretty taboo topic, but if financial security is important to you, which it is majorly important to me, then it's a topic we need to talk about more. And from my point of view, you know, I've run the numbers, I've done the math, I've been immersed in the industry, and I've learned a lot over the past however many years of running my flower farm, almost 10 years. And I'm very confident when I say that I absolutely believe you can earn a living from a very small-scale flower farm. I truly believe that it's very possible to pretty easily earn $100,000 on a one-acre farm through a variety of different sales outlets with a pretty high profit margin if, and this is a big one, if you learn how to run your business smartly and strategically which is what I teach my students. I also think that if you follow that farmer florist model and take on that value-added work like arrangements and weddings and events, that opens up a whole new world of possibilities. I have heard farmer florists tell me that they earn over $300,000 gross on an acre or less when doing full-service high-end weddings. Okay, not everyone wants to do weddings, and I don't think that everyone should do weddings. I don't do them anymore, and I love not doing them, but the earning potential is pretty significant when you talk about doing some of this value-added work. Learning how to position your brand and market effectively is really key to bringing in important revenue for your farm. And when you're first starting out, that's like everything. You just have to get money in the door. You have to get cash in the bank. You know, while the profit margin piece, like what you're taking home, is equally as important, gaining the confidence you need to know that you can grow this thing and make this thing a full-time career can really come from just earning your first dollars and getting those first important customers. But marketing is so important. 
Honestly, I say this all the time too, growing flowers is the easy part and it's not even that easy. It's the marketing, the sales, and running the numbers that will truly make your farm successful. I hate to say it, but you could grow the most beautiful flowers in the world, the most highest quality flowers, but if you don't know how to market them or sell them, you're not doing anyone any good, including yourself. You're not doing yourself any favors, and you're not allowing your gifts to be utilized and appreciated by the rest of the world. So in order to make that six figures or just profitability happen on your farm, you really need to think about investing in business skills like marketing sales and learning your numbers. But besides those key business skills and your sales outlets, your farming techniques also greatly contribute to your financial success. And of course, there's economies of scale here, but I'm always going to be talking about small scale flower farmers here because I think that's a model that makes this possible for a lot of people. This small market garden scale, working with mostly hand tools can be really beneficial because you're not having the super large expenses of a ton of land or really expensive equipment and tractors and tractor implements. And being very efficient in how you farm on this small scale makes a really big difference. You know, having that really big farm is a lot of upfront capital and expense. And I just don't think it's attainable for a lot of us. Like it it definitely is if that's what you want to do. But this small scale farming is a solution to that. On my farm, we only farm uh On my farm, we do have a tractor, but that's because my husband, Matt, and I both grew up on farms, and when we bought our property, we bought a used, really old, really used tractor for only $4,000, and we bought it to plow our driveway, Um, and that is a really cheap tractor if you're not familiar with them, Um, but the rest of the work on our farm is mostly done by hand, like 95% of the work. We utilize very efficient hand tools and weeding techniques. We use wire weeders for weed control and landscape fabric. Um, We farm really intensively, but very efficiently. I've put systems in place that eliminate or minimize unnecessary tasks and maximize efficiency so we can do more work in less time. I also focus on growing really high value crops that I can get a lot of money for, and I've really minimized or eliminated the ones that are really fussy and are not that profitable for me. And these are all the things I talk about and I teach because I know how important they were to my success, and I see other successful farms starting to implement this stuff too, and I just know it needs to be talked about more. There's more to growing a flower farm than just growing flowers, and that is why I do what I do. I started my business, Trademark Farmer, and this podcast to provide information and guidance to people like you who truly love farming and want to make it a career for themselves. Or even if you don't want to make it a career, you just want to make it a profitable side hustle. You know, it's possible and I'm here to give you the tools and strategies to make it happen. You know, but on that same note, (laughs) it's not for everyone. Farming is farming and it's very hard work working in all kinds of inclement weather It's not a get-rich-quick scheme or a recipe for generational wealth, at least not for most people. And I will say, out of all the kinds of farming I've done, which has been just about everything, flower farming truly is the most easiest for me, but it's still a ton of hard work. It takes grit. It takes perseverance. It takes a special kind of person to get excited about the work. 
but I know that there are lots of you out there who just need the right tools and techniques to succeed. It's my mission to help change the narrative around farming, dispel the myth of the poor farmer, and help lift the industry up as a whole. My message is that creating a profitable, small-scale flower farm is totally possible as long as you have the right tools, systems, and business skills to make it happen, along with maybe some patience and a lot of hard work too. So in upcoming podcast episodes, I'll be interviewing other inspirational and successful farmers from all corners of the flower farming industry, and I'll be chatting about specific tools, techniques, and strategies necessary to build a successful small-scale flower farm, including running the numbers, marketing, sales, mindset, systems, and efficiency. So whether you're interested in starting a flower farm, managing a profitable side hustle, farming full-time, or finding more balance and ease in your existing flower farm business, I know this podcast will help you get there. So be sure to listen to the next episode where I interview Galena Burkampis of Micro Flower Farm and we chat all about her teeny tiny little flower farm. It's just in her yard, you guys. And we're going to talk about growing on that micro scale, social media marketing, and the value of building an authentic and genuine reputation on social media. In the meantime, I have a free mini workshop happening right now for you to sign up for. It's called Five Tactics to Start and Grow Your Profitable Flower Farm, and it is chock full of tips and tricks to get you started off on the right foot when growing your flower farm. Sign up and you'll get the first episode sent straight to your inbox. You can sign up at www.trademarkfarmer.com slash free guides. That's www.trademarkfarmer.com slash free guides. Until next time, I'll see you then, Six Figure Flower Farmer.